The spirits are restless in Waterdeep. You may know the name Volothamgadam, Volo to his many friends. He was an adventurer once, now locked away in the cells of Castle Waterdeep for an attempt on a magistrate's life. No one knows why he did something so out of character, so rash. But I have my suspicions. You see, that fateful day he was transferring the deed to a property. A property he hastily acquired as research for his latest book. A property known as Trollskull Manor. You see, once in his possession, Volo could not wait to rid himself of many shadowed Trollskull Manor. He quickly learned that he should have listened to the harsh whispers of the locals, that the manor was haunted, that the manor was cursed. I believe that curse followed Volo to that fateful day in the magistrate's office. I believe it was not his hand that raised the bloody blade. I believe more than a deed was transferred that day. And as darkness falls across the city, those poor, hapless new owners are about to experience the night of the Were-Rat. Brayden, on the night following your message for Gravensby, you hear the rattle of wheels outside your new front door. It has been an uncomfortable day so far from your native soil, made more annoying by the sound of rats in the walls that you never can find. What does Brayden do when he's impatient? <laughs> I think uh, I think Brayden would be scratching out uh, a little map of Waterdeep into uh, into a table that they're going to get rid of later. <laughs> that way, uh, th- and and he'd be he'd be thinking of uh, of big criminal schemes, <laughs> plans within plans. Misra, getting used to your room in the attic has been more of an adjustment than you were expecting. Looking out the window gives you an extreme sense of vertigo, as these days in Trollskull Manor have been the longest you have been so high above ground. You glance out the window as the sun sets, and sees Brayden's overlarge wagon trundling down the alleyway, pedestrians pulling one another out of the way as to not get trampled by the wagon's nightmare horses. Misra, what do you do first thing in the evening morning? I will probably adjust like my belt and my bearings, and then just walk over to Brayden. Brayden. Uh, any plans for tonight, today? Anything I should be keeping an eye out for you? Well, yes. It is important that we begin to turn this strange, decrepit old building into something useful for our future plans. So, I would like for us to begin with the haunting of this place. We must make some progress on removing... Uh, well, getting to know our host better. <laughs> that would be quite nice. While I don't think maybe they're not menacing, I would still prefer to have less eyes on me 
while I trance if possible. Yes, indeed. And I would also like to make ready preparations for a place where I can stay here safely in moments of weakness, such as I may have from time to time. You may not know this about me, Misra, but there are even moments where I, the great Bradens the Beaner, must raise. I cannot wait to one day witness that, but yes, that would be nice to make such accommodations. It's super spooky. I sleep in a coffin. <laughs> I, I would expect so. <laughs> hey, everybody. I need you both to roll uh, perception. I rolled a 17. And Brandon rolled a 7. Yeah. It's my drow eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's your drow eyes here. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, the scurry of rats in the walls... Rats where it kind of seems like maybe there shouldn't be space for them to be. Hey, did you... Have have you noticed that... Are there animals in the walls? Hmm. I did notice earlier when I was walking around that there seemed to be some sort of a vermin problem here. It's common for old buildings such as this. Another matter which we must, of course, attend to. Perhaps Gravensby. Gravensby is very familiar with removing vermin that vex me, <laughs> you could say. Brayden, what do you think of these walls here? Do you, do you like them? Do you think they fit the, the flow of this house? I'm asking if you'll use your brute strength to knock one down. I I want to investigate this sound. Well, I believe that... Granted that they're not load-bearing. I have <laughs> watched a bit of fantasy property brothers in my day, so I, I do know that <laughs> the structural limits of, of knocking walls down. Well, certainly we will have to have a carpenter in here uh, anyway, so tell you what, why don't you use your keen perception to find a moment where a vermin is behind the wall, and on your signal, I will smash my brute force into the wall, revealing the vermin for us to destroy. This seems like a good use of our time. Yeah, I I can agree to that. Can I roll to percept the nice rats? You sure can. Also, uh, Fantasy Property Brothers is definitely two clones. <laughs> the Knights of Renovation. Knights of Renovation. I love Knights that. of Renovation. <laughs> I've watched a bit of the Knights of Renovation, so I know where the structural bindings should be and whatnot of the property. Yes, I too enjoy that play, the Knights of Renovation. <laughs> This is gripping. Volo's gonna invent TV tomorrow, I swear to God. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so I will roll perception mm -hmm. to see if I can find these little creatures in the wall again. And Great. I rolled an 11, so I probably won't. You hear scurrying and scratching, and it's, and it's heading towards the front door, and just as you are about to locate the source, you hear a loud banging on the front door. Oh. <laughs> and here, Sire! Yes, Gravensby. Quickly, Misra, open the door for Gravensby. She opens the door. Uh, yes? Welcome, Gravensby. You see, slight little Gravensby there, all hunched over. He's by your big wagon, and uh, which is drawn by two terrible nightmare horses. <laughs> and he's got the little uh, dwarven boy in the in the cart next to him. Also, he's still in there. He hit the door with a mage hand. Uh, and he says, uh, <laughs> I have brought your casket and hostage. <laughs> oh, oh Gravensby, I, I see that the uh, this young whippersnapper has uh, 
has made his way to you. I believe he has some potential as a uh, urchin aide of ours around here. But uh, behold, Gravensby, look at this uh, this establishment, uh, clearly in, in need of some repairs, but this uh, property was procured by my young ward. Okay, thing, he says, looking at it. Yes, in our very first adventure. A shingle falls off the roof. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good, sire. Uh, shall we move your things in here? <laughs> yes, I would like to set it up so I can retreat here in a moment of weakness. Should I have one? You know. Yes, of course. Your safety is our priority. He throws open the back and you see your your travel casket. Your second <laughs> casket. What's your second casket look like? Oh, it's... It- Oh, it's it's still very impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gold inlay, but this one has handles on the side so that uh, uh, so that pallbearers or such could pr- could move it from place to place, or in a pinch, uh, you know, me and Gravensby and Misra and an urchin. Oh, I'm assisting with this. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, get to it. <laughs> uh, perhaps a mage hand to help the little one with his corner. Otherwise, it will be very droopy. I I'm here to move. The, uh, I gra- this is my job, me, sir. <laughs> yes, very good, my little adventurer. I trust Gravensby gave you the, uh, the gold piece and perhaps a lollipop or something. Aye, sir. And he holds up a, uh, bronze copper piece. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, yes, uh, let us, let us move this giant, uh, casket downstairs and... Uh, in the meanwhile, we can talk about what we need to have done around here. We're going to need a carpenter. Um, we need to procure some staff, of course. So uh, a, a bouncer. I think you know someone that would be good for this. A, uh, you know, a, perhaps a card shark or two. Oh, uh, I know just the shark for the job, <laughs> sire. Oh, and uh, a, uh, a uh, cook, I believe, uh, will be important, uh, you know, for the things that we may have planned and, you know, disposal of uh, any enemies that might arise <laughs> in our in our dealings here. Uh, very good, sir, of course. And he uh, sort of, like, gestures to the little kid to start unloading the wagon. Uh, and he tries to pull your <laughs> casket out. Gravensby yeah. leads into you confidentially. And whispers, sire. Uh, actually, Gravensby speaks to you with a psychic link because that's way cooler. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, and yeah. he just like looks over at you and says, "This neighborhood is very wholesome, sire. Are you certain you wish to reside among these laborers?" <laughs> oh, well, uh, this is more of a retreat for when I am conducting business in town, and I believe over time. We will start to have an effect on the locals. Make them uh, more amenable to the sort of business that we could conduct. And as you say that, and the music gets super montage we move your casket down into the basement. It looks like there used to be a tap room down there, you know, like more of an exclusive joint. But you also see that's where they keep the ale, and there's a wine cellar down there. And it, But it's not very difficult for you to uh, clean out the furniture and dust things and whatnot, if that is your plan. Yes, Gravensby, we, we must have a very fine wine cellar here. 
I imagine, for, for we will definitely be selling the, uh, the, the vintage from the vineyard. As Brayden uh, walks off, talking to Gravensby, Misra, yes. roll a perception check. Eleven, what is happening today? Well, that's okay, because you look over at the bar, and you see a DC-10 perception rat uh-huh. crawling across the bar and just squeaking his little dirty heart out. Is he headed in a certain direction, and if so, can I follow that? Oh, good question. Uh, yeah, you sure can. Great. You see this rat crawling down the bar, and he drops down onto the floor, and with your ranger senses, you're able to stalk him, and he squeaks on over to a trap door. Oh. And he squeezes under. Hey, Brayden, I think I found our our vermin problem. Jeez, very well. Where is the vermin? She gestures over for him to come over to the trap door, and uh, I believe it's here. I, I can open it for you. It's going to be your space, so I didn't know if you wanted to take claim to whatever may be down there. I mean, I guess if it's rats, maybe you don't want to take claim to that, but... Yes, why don't why don't you take claim to the rats? <laughs> Perform sort of a... Uh, also, make sure there are no listening devices. Sort of, you know, do like the secret service thing down there. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna... Let me know if it's too much for you. I'm gonna open the trap door. <laughs> okay, you notice that it is uh, locked. Oh, can I search the bar above it for any type of key? Uh, you sure can. Roll investigation. 18. There we go. 18. Uh, no, you don't find a key. Okay. All right. That is a 12. 12. You you attempt, you, you jam a pick in there, but it just snaps off. This is like a... And like, as you, as you jam the pick in there, it also like, you feel something like wet. It smells like copper slide around in there. It oh just no. seems like mm. old, gross metal. Yeah. Okay, that's... Uh... It kind of looks like a lot of the casks in here are draining through a grate in the floor. Mm. Okay. Well, it's locked. It, it has some... <laughs> it's not opening based on the tools that I have. We could try to brute force it up, but I... It will. If this trap door will not yield to your powers, perhaps it will yield to mine. <laughs> uh, Brayden's got to enter his rage. Mm. His face going all crinkly and his veins bulging. Uh, in his in his very fancy suit. Okay. Uh, and he's going to attempt to kick down through the trap door and bust it, uh, bust it down. Nice. Give me a strength check. Yeah. Okay, that was a 23 to bust open this trap door. You lift your foot up and kick down into the door, wood splintering all over the place. And as you do this, you, you begin to feel terrible as... Casks of beer explode all around you and send you flying back. Not too much. You catch yourself. (laughs) But as you look back over to the trap door, you notice it has not been damaged at all. Incredible. This is some sort of enchantment. Or perhaps another one of these indigenous occupants of this (laughs) building. There may be more than just rats at work here. I want to try to, um, are there any, I want to see if there are any vents or anything on the wall that may provide like a crawl space that like opens up into perhaps another room or area of the sort. Ah, just like in Nights of Renovation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Roll a D100 for me. Ooh, okay. I got a 53. You all start looking through the walls 
the hypnotic pattern of the wallpaper crumbling around, trying to find some little piece of it, trying to find in your where room. the tiles trying of like counting the intervals, you know, really, really chase the patterns. Suddenly, that you are in your bedroom, oh, and that it appears another day is starting. Brayden, you similarly wake up in your casket. And as you open the lid to your coffin, you find that you are in the library. Hmm. Well, that didn't go quite according to plan. Grivensby, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I found the spectacles in our last mission, right? Mm-hmm. You did? I'm going to put those on. Okay. I want to I wanna see if I can see some spooky shit. Roll, roll perception for me. Seven. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't see anything uh, just yet. Okay. And if you'll indulge me in a narrative montage for a moment, please. Mm-hmm. Brayden, you, uh, I assume, would take your coffin back down to the basement. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> just over one shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you set it back where it's supposed to be. And but when you come back up the stairs, you almost run right into it. Back up at the top of the stairs. And you all have uh, several experiences like this over the next couple of days. And the longer you all occupy the manor, the more paranormal activity seems to ramp up. (laughs) You have uh, tearing of the wallpaper, dropping chandeliers, freezing rooms, even though the fireplace is burning. There was a day when those stepped by to dust Zig's room. Just ignore me, I'll be in and out. Only to have the dust reappear twice as thick the moment that she left. (laughs) What's worse, the manor appears to be absolutely infested with rats. Misra, you can barely trance for 20 minutes without the scurrying thump of rats in the walls starting you awake. Even Icarus and Charles Vane, a prodigious rat-catching team, have barely seemed to make a dent in the problem. Misra's clearly over it in that montage, like her scrunching around the house in like a robe. Like. <laughs> Carrying a candle. <laughs> Very Victorian child nightmare. Over the next several days, Brayden... Every time you wake up, you open the lid of your coffin in a new room of the house. <laughs> then, one evening, you rise from your coffin in Misra's attic bedroom. Not only would it be impossible for you to fit your coffin up the narrow attic staircase, <laughs> not only is this a total violation of your employee's privacy, but you rise directly in the path of the sun. <sighs> Oh, come on! Causing you to burst into flames in this tiny attic bedroom. <laughs> Montage over. You are on fire. This is the final straw! <laughs> Brayden would yell as he seeks to put out the fire and place his coffin up against the window to block the light. <laughs> Misra throws her cup of water at him. Suddenly, uh, you all hear a knock at the door. Another one. If this is... I'll go see who it is. I am currently in combat with the Daystar. <laughs> I'm going, but if this is Graven's being again with his mage hand, he can open it himself next time. And these are trunches down the stairs to go open the door. <laughs> uh, you open the door and you see a tall, skinny human with long mutton chops and a pinched face he keeps pointed in the air. He quickly flashes a badge from the pocket of his pinstripe suit. Are you Braden Stabiner? No. Who, who are you? My name's Emic Froon. I'm the health inspector. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I've come from the Order of Innkeepers and uh, been hearing rumors about your establishment. Being run over with vermin. Can you go get Braden Stabiner for me? Stay here. 
She shuts the door on him and goes back up to get Brayden. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, Brayden. Yes. There's a health inspector here. We're not ready for a health inspection. I believe I am familiar with this sort of man. I, Tell him to meet me in the library. I will be sitting dramatically in a chair. Uh, I better get a pay raise for this. She goes back downstairs. <laughs> Come on in. He'll be in the library. And she just gestures for him to walk in. Oh, thank you very much. And he sort of strolls in, hands in his pockets, looking around the tavern. Bit of a mess you all have going on in here. You've had the place for a bit a week, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Dealing with some uh, nice supernatural entities uh, really takes a toll on you. Supernatural entities, eh? Uh, or so they say. It, it, the library's this way, if you want. Well, that's a bit of a mark against you. You should have that taken care of. On it, Brayden! He pulls out a clipboard and does a little tick on it. <laughs> Is this your only staircase right up there? Seems a bit rickety. I suppose I'll uh, give it a shot and pray for me life. Follow me. And she makes a point to stomp on every stair going up <laughs> to the library. So stomp, 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 stomp. <laughs> Make a strength check. Yeah. <laughs> 17. <laughs> Uh, you stomp through the stair and you manage to crack it right good. Emic stops on the stairs and frowns down at it and makes a note of it in his clipboard and steps aside. And as he walks up the stairs, you notice a uh, large chair downstairs fly across the room and shatter against the wall. Cool. <laughs> Mizra just like points at it and is like, thanks. And keeps walking up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emic and Mizra join you in the library, Brayden. What uh, tableau have you set up here to meet this guy in? When they enter, they would see nothing. And it would appear mm -hmm. that Brayden is not present. And then the door would slam shut behind them. And standing immediately behind the health inspector would be the massive form of Brayden's demeanor. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> uh, make an intimidation check. <laughs> <laughs> 25. He rolled a nat 20. Oh my god. Uh, Emic Froon takes a half step backwards, his face keeping composure, but Brayden, you can see the twitchiness in his eye. Welcome to my parlor, said the spider to the fly. <laughs> Welcome, Inspector. Yes, well, we're going to have to knock spiders against you as well. It's a number one health violation for an inn in Waterdeep. Uh, my name's Emic Froon. I'm from the Order of Innkeepers. As I explained to your lackey, uh, we'll be getting reports that rats have been emanating from the place, and uh, I'm going to need to inspect the premises, get into the basement, etc., and see if you, uh, uh, if we'll be needing to shut this place down. Hmm, yes. Let us speak more on this, uh, oh, Inspector. Um, for you see, this place cannot be any more shut down than it currently is, but I would appreciate your keen eye in sussing out any problems that need to be corrected. Uh, and I'm sure the people of Trollskull Alley would appreciate a building not imploding right on the premises of their front doorsteps, wouldn't you say? Oh, indeed, and of course, such is our aim. We seek to convert this wretched hovel into a business of 
great repute and import to the community. Alright, now show me around a bit. Uh, Misera, can you make a perception check for me? Yes. Misera's eye is still twitching from when he called her a lackey. <laughs> As a 24. Misera, you see the darndest thing. You see a large snout sticking out of the wall right by Emic's head that he has not noticed, but it's sniffing around with big whiskers. Misra opens her mouth to say something and then immediately says it because she does not like mm-hmm. Emic and kind of wants to see how this plays out. Like she just, her eyes go up to it and is like, mm-hmm. and then her jaw shuts and she just kind of just follows it with her eyes. Is um So is Emic facing us and then Brayden and myself are facing so him? So what I imagine is they're doing that, like, in conversation, facing the same way pose. Uh-huh, you know? yep. And then, like, right behind his head, you see, like, the snout of a giant creature of some kind. Not giant, Amazing. But, you know. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> <Mister> goes, <clears throat> um, Brayden, do you, do you think we should give, uh, Mr. Froon a heads up about the, um, situation at hand? And she's, like, nodding up as she says heads up, like, to him, like, Trying to get him to look up. Like, yeah, Brain will notice it too. Oh, I think that the inspector is capable of inspecting things. You know, he's supposed to be good at that. Wouldn't you say, Inspector? Your investigation score is probably pretty high, right? Oh, yes. I'm there. Uh, they send me out to the specialty cases like this one. Places that are about to fall apart. <laughs> Indeed. Just neglected properties, you know, real pieces of gump. Mm. <laughs> tell me more, tell me more about how this place you think is not good. Because I think it's, uh, got potential. But you think, what exactly about it? Oh, I said it was a piece of gump, and he takes a step forward and falls right through the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Mizra just looks down at where he, f- he fell and is like, we can leave him there, right? <laughs> oh, the inspector, you seem to have had a tumble. Don't, don't worry, we'll be down in the moment. Don't don't move. You might injure yourself further. We should take take our time on the way down. Mm, yes. Are we taking points off or not? Did his clipboard fall with him, or did his clipboard like dangle on the on the floor above? Uh, roll a d twenty. <laughs> Nineteen. His, uh, the pen of his clipboard caught in the roof, so it's still dangling right there. <laughs> uh, Miser picks it up mm-hmm. and rips off the sheet so that he has to start over. Do <laughs> 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 you head down the stairs to meet with the uh, inspector once again? Well, you can't even stand here without getting falling damage. <laughs> How are you supposed to keep a business open like that? Oh, well, we uh, do have a carpenter coming in the moment, but... Uh, Inspector, I, w- I would like you to uh, uh, begin your inspection, please. I, I, it's really important for us to get a, a full accounting of the issues that must be taken care of. So um, please uh, d- do tell me them very loudly. And uh, if you would like to uh, attempt to access perhaps this basement door, uh, I think that that would be a good idea. Go ahead and try to get in there. Misra, I believe that we may be able to come to some sort of an accord with this spirit that I believe resides within this house. That would be absolutely lovely. I haven't been able to transfer very long. I mean, I'm pretty much at my wit's end with my coffin teleporting all around the place. I don't know how humans do it. Mm Brayden, make a perception check. (laughs) Okay. 
19. Braden uh, and Misra, you see Emic Froon going around and making his inspections here and there, and you see there on the bar, you see a giant rat crawling up <laughs> and scurrying around. A chandelier, like a little one that hangs over a bar, snaps off and falls and crushes it. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Is this help? Is it helping us? You see, Mizra, I think, uh, perhaps we can turn the inhabitants of this place against one another to our own benefit. Hmm. My money's on the ghost. Yeah, oh, yes, I can sleep with that. The scurrying, not so much, but invisible forces I can trance with, I, I, I guess. Do you have the ability to speak with spirits, perhaps? Let me... Or communicate in some other way. Uh, well, I have these nice little spectacles, but they haven't been doing much right now. Oh, you have spectacles? What does that have to do with ghosts? Oh, I, I found them under uh, the attic bed. It it let me see some stuff once. I don't know if that was a glitch Ooh. in my eyes or the spectacles themselves, but I keep putting them on, hoping that it, it does something. Wait, do you see anything over by the chandelier? Can I make another perception check? Uh, yes, you can. Thank you. 24. You see a spectral rat looking very confused on the bar top. <laughs> sort of uh, squeaking around. And, uh, and it, it runs over to, uh, to a pile of debris in the corner. And Ooh. with a 24, oh, with your dark vision in the shadows, you see a horrible sight. It is some sort of humanoid rat. Oh no. It is, uh, let me see if I can pull the handout up. Oh no. Oh! (laughs) It's like Evil Master Splinter. Yes. It's like an Evil Master Splinter. It has, it's wearing like a red tunic and ratty pants and a hood. For a moment, it seems to still think it's hidden. But then when it locks eyes with you and you get like a horrible night eye on night eye reflection in each other, it gets to its feet and dives into the walls. Mitra just does like lifts her glasses and, um, well, they, uh, well, well, that time. What did you see with your spectacles of, of ghostly seeing? Well, I saw the rat that died and then I saw a human rat. Where rat uh, wh- combination? Oh, it was terrible. The shifters have followed me from Vania. Oh no! Uh, can you be showing me the basement now? I think is the time, don't you say? <laughs> y- yes. Yes, indeed. There is a there is a trap door right there. Go ahead, and you just uh, really got to give it a little bit of elbow grease. I didn't have such a good time with your last trap door. <laughs> I think it'll be taking the stairs. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll meet you down there. They don't lead to the same place, I don't think. Uh, Misra points over to the corner where she saw the, the were-rat in the debris, and it went in in there. Um, so... Yes, yeah, so... I don't know how to get in there, but that's where it came from. I don't know that it was entirely friendly. <laughs> well, then my speculation about the... Uh, indigenous uh, folk in this uh, in this in this hovel were more true than I knew. Mm. Were rats are not simple vermin, but they are vermin and people. You hear a 
uh, a yelp coming from down in the basement. Oh. <laughs> uh, Inspector, are you quite all right down there? Wait, go, go, we should go downstairs. He's just... Yeah, very well. <laughs> uh, the two of you head down into the basement. Yeah, so you take the rickety spiral staircase down into the cellar, and it is not the way you left it. Though you spent the last week tidying up to make yourself comfortable, the cellar configuration seems to have shifted to some <laughs> ghost of its former self. Ooh. You see at the center of the room, a bar you could have sworn you knocked down in the style of the Knights of Renovation, <laughs> and several stools set up along it with moldy food and drink on the bar top. And behind the bar, you see what Emic seems to be terrified of. It is a spirit of some kind. A young woman. We can, uh, we can see the spectral lady without without the spectral ghost things. Brayden sees like the outline of the lady, but you can see her hair and her face and her neck bent at a very telling angle. She has a wolf-like humanoid face with like a lot of crescent moon facial piercings. Cool. And like a roughly cropped and sleeveless tunic for a band named Pegasaurus. And she's got like a leather folio in her hands and she's opening and closing over and over again. At the end of the bar, you see a literal zombie <laughs> Jesus. dressed in a shaggy suit, repeatedly carving something into the bar top with like a dull, passionless thud. And to top things off, several rats scurry across the floor, carrying what looks like bloodless severed fingers in their mouths. And as you step into the lair, Brayden and Misra, can you each roll a d100? Oh, yeah. 35 for me. 84 and 35? Okay. Yes. Well. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll, okay. So, <laughs> all right. Brayden, mm -hmm. with your excellent vampire ears and nose, you feel and see several bottles of wine against the wall. And by several, I mean like two dozen sort of drain very quickly without going anywhere. The liquid just slowly lowers. Well, this can't be good for business. As, <laughs> <laughs> and you feel the room get a little blurry and you take a step towards Ebic and you stumble a tiny bit. What is this sorcery? As you feel... For the first time in several hundred years, super duper drunk. Oh my. This is quite a sensation. I can see why this might catch on. <laughs> <laughs> Misra, why didn't you tell me that it's like this? <laughs> I, you Oh, I should report I should report to you that I am perhaps not in full control of my faculties. <laughs> are, you, are you are you drunk? More than a little bit. Do you see all of those bottles over there? Do I see the bottles? Uh, They're right there. I take my word for it, I guess, but they used to be full of booze, and then the ghost made them not full anymore, and now I am full of the booze that was in those bottles. I, I guess I had assumed that you have been inebriated before since you run a vineyard, but <laughs> welcome to the mortal plane of... Intoxication. It is quite lovely on occasion, I do have to be honest. 
It's how I ended up Generally, with... I... Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, I was just going to say that generally I prefer a sweeter vintage, but... <laughs> now, I, I may be misinterpreting things because I am poisoned, but... You were about to say something? What were you going to say earlier? I interrupted you because I'm drunk and rude. I have no recollection. Yes. <laughs> Braden, can you walk in a straight line back and forth for me, please? Oh, here I go. How straight is it? Is it super straight because I'm good at everything? Oh, it's it's terrible. It's amazing. <laughs> I need you to lift your right foot and then right foot? touch your nose with your opposite hand. I was going to say, I certainly could not touch my nose with my right foot. I, even <laughs> I am not so flexible. No, lift your, lift your right foot. Right foot up. And then I need you to put both of your hands out. Okay, T-pose and then you need to show dominance. Bring your left hand into your nose. Left hand into and nose. And and then bring it back out. Very good. And here I go. Oh. Oh, and touched, and here I go back, and resume the T-pose. There I go. <laughs> I still have some control over my faculties, even rolling with disadvantage to accomplish this task. <laughs> <laughs> Misra. Yes. Make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, dang. 17. Misra, you are swarmed by rats. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and you feel rats crawling all over your body. Oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. This is terrible. This is terrible. But you feel rats biting at your arms and, and skin. Take no. a four biting damage. God, I rolled a 17. Dear Lord. And uh, so is Emic Prune, who runs screaming all around the room. The ghost sort of like watching him dully. And you manage to uh, to get them off, but Emic goes running, screaming from the room into this hallway here. Oh, that stupid man! We should probably chase him, shouldn't we? Yes, uh, I am enjoying these goofs at his expense, but we should make sure he doesn't die, probably. I mean, I have his clipboard upstairs. We can just send in the inspection. Oh, let's go get him. <laughs> You are in the wine cellar, and you see that there are piles of grain and shelves of wine that are dripping upwards, back into the bottles, and downwards from the ceiling, all crazy and ghost-like. And you see that there are rats absolutely crawling all over these bags of grain. And you see that Emic Froon is nowhere to be found. But instead, no. you see one of the were-rats standing there horribly in front of you. I, yeah. I like how you're saying one of the. <laughs> hey, hey, hey there. Um, Listen, we could just, we could, um, you can have that inspector, dude. We can just shut off the room. This can be your, your abode. Just don't, like, come bother us when we're sleeping or trancing. Uh, Brayden will come bring you people. He already eats them. So... Yes to this arrangement. Uh, his, he could even have his coffin in here. He could he could share a meal with you, Brayden. Yes, come on, help me out here. Share a meal with this vermin? Never. <laughs> Brayden's gonna leap and try to grab him. Okay, great. <laughs> Make a, uh, a surprise attack round on this thing. Cool. I'm gonna rage. Mm -hmm. uh, get super wrinkly. Great. And then I'm um, gonna try and grapple this guy. It's a twenty-two. Uh, you grapple him for sure. Maybe do him one, do him a good one in the claw with the my claws right in the face. Okay, great, hit him. Oof, oof, oof. 
16. Six damage. The rat looks you right in the eyes as you grapple her. You'll never have this prime location! <laughs> Everybody roll initiative. Oh my god. I was trying to negotiate with him. He just went right for space. Okay, what did everybody get? Ten. I got an 18. All right, Brayden, you're up first. You got this where rat dead to rights. <laughs> Brayden's going to press him up against the wall. What do you want with this place? The where rat keeps their mouth shut and looks away. Then you have chosen death. 26. That's a, uh, that's a, Ooh. that's a crit. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So that is 12, double that, 24. Oh boy, <laughs> this rat. Uh, <laughs> uh, blood is gushing down the front of this were rat, and you see it transforming your hands into a halfling woman. What the hell did you just do? Hmm, I think these vermin are about to find that the cat is back in the house. <laughs> awesome. So now it's a dead halfling woman. Is it dead? <laughs> it is as close to death as possible. Okay. The halfling woman whistles, and you see a swarm of rats no. come after you with a horrible, swarmy bite. Misra, your torch! My what? Your torch! Fire! Flame! Burn them out! Oh, okay. It's a 17 to hit? Uh, 17 hits, yeah. All right, that's five damage. Yikes. Next up is Misra. Okay, is there like a torch or something down here? You don't, uh... See one, but you probably have one in your in your kit. I do actually. Oh, I've got ten torches. Hey, okay. I am going to do the old school. Put a torch in your hand and try to like light them on fire and back them up into a corner. <laughs> kind of villi- village mob these things. Yes, I'm gonna village mob the rats. Great. Um, I, how how should I roll for this? Uh, well, are you trying to literally burn them or do you want to uh, scare them? I'm trying to literally burn them. Then why don't you make a straight attack roll with dexterity or whatever your primary attack stat is. 22. Uh, yeah, you totally uh, hit these rats. What would fire da- oh, okay. <laughs> hold, hold on one second. Hold on. Yeah. I wish we could improvise chit-chat, but one of us is murdering a bunch of rats and the other one's waving a torch around. <laughs> <laughs> it deals one fire damage according to the okay. rules. <laughs> one fire damage. Well, that blows. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. That is ridiculous. Uh, but you do seem to have scared them right good. They're going to think twice about coming after you. Well, that's nice. Okay, next up is Brayden. How's the halfling woman looking? Like she's got three HP or something. Okay. <laughs> Well, then, Brayden is going to drink the rest of her blood. Savage. Just so you all know how the uh, chain of eating, what is the word? Chain of command. Uh, 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 Who is the apex predator here? It is me. Brayden deals nine damage with his bite and heals for five. Okay, what does it look like? He's a cat killing a mouse. (laughs) He rips out her throat, puts her on, and she's down on the ground. And then he turns menacingly to the swarm of much smaller rats with his foot raised. (laughs) (laughs) Who else wants some? (laughs) My feet are bigger than you. (laughs) You see a were-rat leap out from somewhere and seems to be very enraged that you have just killed this other were-rat. I'm going to leave you to the big ones. I got the little ones. Good bodyguarding. Well, you've got claws in a bite. <laughs> you got this. That's a 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits for sure. 
Okay, that's seven damage. And it's going to fire again. Fire? What's it firing? Uh, hand crossbow. Sorry. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, and it re-aims at Misra and fires. It's a 19 to hit. That hits. Three piercing damage. All right, we're bringing out the arrows now. I'm going to fire back at that same one. It is a 18 to hit. That hits. And five piercing damage. You uh, fire right to this fresh wear at shoulder, and it hisses at you. I hiss back. <laughs> <laughs> it aims its bow over your head and fires at the wine on the shelves. Oh. It's a uh, natural 20. Oh, no. As it shatters a bunch of wine bottles on the shelves above you, spilling glass and slippery old gross wine all over and around your feet as the area around you becomes difficult terrain. Ooh, lovely. And then with its second attack, it is going to just attack. <laughs> it's a 15 hit. Does not hit. It fires this crossbow off and it hits the bottles on the wall and shatters a bunch more. And just as it goes to reload its hand crossbow, a coffin materializes. Oh my god. <laughs> in the air above it and crashes down into it, dealing five bludgeoning damage to this were rat. Uh, <laughs> leaving it prone beneath it as a- another were rat leaps from the shadows behind you, Brayden. And short sword attack. 15 hit? Nope. Uh, Brayden's going to pull Night Silencer out from his cave and block. Aw, shit. Great. Well, now it's your turn also. Good. Bring out your whole clan. I'll kill them all. And Brayden is drunkenly going to swing his great sword. <laughs> it's just like a big, like, unfocused swing to try mm -hmm. and smack the, the sharp side into the were-rat with uh, as much of his, his barbarian strength as he can. Great. Stick him with the pointy end. Uh, it was a 19 to hit. That hits. And 14 slashing damage. Yeah. Mizra, make a dexterity saving throw. That is a 23. You dive out of the way just in time as a big rack of these wine bottles pushes forward off the wall and crashes into the ground right where you were standing. Obviously, it seems like this was from the ghosts, but... You see a hand disappear into the wall, a non-hairy hand, Ooh. and a hole in the wall. There's a hole in the wall now? It seems like there was a hole behind the wine bottles. Oh, shit. I mm -hmm. want to look into it. I know we're in the middle of a fight, but I definitely want to look into it right now. Yeah. Okay. Hit me. Uh, Perception? Mm-hmm. Nope. Seven. <laughs> Uh, you don't see anything in the wall, but you do notice there appears to be some spaces behind it where things were shifting around. Brayden, there's some space back here that we should check out, but I'm going to deal with this rat under your coffin first. <laughs> Brayden snarls, still dealing with the other the other wear rat. Perfect. I'm going to, um, the one that's prone, I would like to shoot again with my bow. All right. Uh, attack with advantage. 23 to hit. Oh, yeah. That hits. 11 piercing damage. Uh, yeah, you pierce right through this guy that's just scrambling on the ground beneath you, and it lets out a horrible, ratty shriek, the pain driving it to escape from beneath the coffin and make a dive for the hole in the wall. But this will invoke an attack of opportunity from you, Misra. Yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it again. Actually, I want to hit it with my short sword this time. Sweet. Okay. Perfect. Uh, well, that's a 12 to hit. That actually does hit. That's its armor class. Oh, nice. 
Uh, nine piercing damage. Woof. Okay, yeah, you slash this thing across the back, and it, right before it dives, it, it stumbles down just below the hole and crashing into it. Brayden, the rat you are fighting, sees the other one crash into the ground, looks up at you and looks over at the hole and makes a break for it away from you, which also is an attack of opportunity from you. Awesome. Brayden's gonna... Do it. Skewer with his greatsword. Oh, nope. He tries, but misses because he's still drunk. (laughs) It's a 10. Yeah, you swing wildly and slam your greatsword into a pile of chopped wood for the burning stove, causing it to crash onto the ground. Brayden, roll a d100 for me. 91. (laughs) Ooh. So as you slam into the wall, sparks fly off of your sword and turn into tiny little wisps of energy that sort of float around your head, and they look very beautiful, like fireflies in Vania, your home country. They drift down into the mouth and nose and ears and eyes of the were-rat that you have just killed and resurrected. Oh no. Oh god. As it rises from the grave as a horrible, terrible zombie were-rat. It's exactly like the fireflies in Vania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you hear a... Through the air, Brayden. Make a dexterity saving throw. Twenty-one. Oh, damn. Okay, you dodge out of the way, causing the arrow to strike this brand new were-rat. Damn cool. For five piercing damage. As you look into the wall beyond it and make a perception check for me. Okay. Plus a seven. Man, these walls need repair, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Misra, you see the rats disappear into the wall. Yeah. Shumpf. Shumpf. And as you turn around, you see that this swarm of rats is coming at you. No! <laughs> and jumps up all over your body, biting you. Shaking them off. Is that a 13 hit? No. You see them coming this time. I'm just curb stomping all the rats. Come on! Okay, then you're up next. I If I shoot the were-rat that's behind Brayden... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, wait, shit, there's a zombie still. I'm gonna shoot the zombie. Alright, so, um... That's a 17 to hit. That hits. And seven piercing damage. Okay, tell me what this looks like. Yes. So, yeah. uh, Misra pulls back her bow, aims it at the zombie, closes one eye just to focus, and lets it go, specifically trying to target exactly like where an old scar was on the zombie's face. As she hits it in the center of the face, as the arrow goes through the zombie's head, you hear an audible... <laughs> As it pierces the brain, Ugh. and the zombie falls lifelessly to the ground. Yes, and the zombie falls back. Actually, the zombie stumbles backwards. Oh shit! For a second, and you see pink brain matter leaking out of its head, out of the head of this person who's been dead about eight seconds. So it's pretty. It's a little disturbing <laughs> yeah. still, and it's about to come at you when you see ethereal green arms wrap around it <gasps> and pull it back into the fireplace at extreme speeds. And you hear the dull shriek of the rat as it is incinerated in the fire. And for a brief second, you see the outline of elven ears before it disappears again. You guys appear to have mostly cleared out the room, except for these rats. Yeah, fuck these rats. Let's go in the wall. Brayden, it is your turn. Okay. Well, 
Guess it's up to me to <laughs> kill all these rats. Uh, Braden is is going to uh, take out his hand axes. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna try and like chop 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 like hibachi chef up these. Uh, I'm picturing a whack a mole. I was also whack a mole. <laughs> yes. With like a wide yes. stance. You know. Yes. Like a there we go. Whack a mole at the ground. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> so let's do that. <laughs> so 20 to hit these yep, rats. That hits for sure. And, and I do 10 slashing damage worth of damage to this swarm of rats. Man, you've killed almost all of these rats, huh? That's amazing. <laughs> Misra, roll a D100. Ooh, so much happening. 45. 45. <laughs> um, the rats coming at you look at you with their terrible red beady eyes and shriek and run at you and suddenly they all start levitating <laughs> up away and they scurry try and get closer to you but they can't they just keep levitating upwards towards the ceiling you gotta fruit ninja those, those rats <laughs> <laughs> uh, Misra you're up yeah I wanna fruit ninja the, the rats Mm-hmm. All right, sword. Here we go. That's a twenty to hit. Hell yeah! Yep, that hits. And yeah, six, six piercing damage as I fruit ninja the rats. Yeah, you managed to methodically bisect these rats, leaving horrible bisected rats levitating in the air. Brayden, what's up? What are you doing? Let's go through the wall. Yeah, well, it, it seems that we have uh, dispatched any of the attackers that currently are in the room with us. Mm-hmm. But uh, that murder murder hole that presumably exists somewhere is giving uh, Brayden a little bit of pause. So does Brayden see the, a big hole in the wall that leads to like a tunnel of some sort outside the basement? Or well, I yelled to you there was a hole in this wall when it first happened. Oh, great. Okay, um, then Brayden is going to walk through that hole if he can. I, I mean, he's huge. So right, it's a he's... it's a little small, but you might be able to break the wall apart if you wanted to try and yeah, get in there. Yeah, yeah, Braden, yeah, he Braden's gonna... He walks through a Braden-sized hole just cause, like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Braden's gonna Braden's gonna try and rip chunks off of the wall with his, his claws on the Okay, make a strength hand. check. That's yeah, a 24. Uh, yeah, you grab a hold of some beams in the wall and manage to tear away a whole chunk of it. Braden, roll a d100. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I figured. The 13. <laughs> Let me think of the coolest way to do this. Hold on. <laughs> you see... <sighs> okay, you see one of the bottles of wine on a table nearby you has a label Ooh. with like a little animated halfling. The landscape on the label behind the halfling looks a little familiar, and they look at you, and they say, We're coming for you. We're coming for that swill of yours. Braden roars at the talking label. How come then I'll kill all of you too? It just laughs at you. Smash it. Braden reaches out a hand and smashes the bottle. You hear the voice of the bottle come apart a thousand pieces and disappear, <laughs> as you have a gaping hole in the wall now ready for you. To step through. Yeah. Yes. I do that. You step through, and through a narrow slit in the wall, you see two things. You see a were-rat with a crossbow pointed out the wall looking around, and you also see Emic Froon pressed up against the wall, also holding a crossbow and trying to hide. <laughs> okay. Braden wants to uh, make eye contact with Emmett Froon 
in his current like drenched in wear rat blood, <laughs> and, like his outfit all bitten up and like holding on to night silencer. Mm-hmm. And, and Brayden is gonna raise a finger to his lips, like shh, at Emic Froon. And then uh, it's like a horrifying visage. And then take a shot at skewering the uh, the unawares wear rat. Nice. Uh, okay, give me a hit. 25 to hit. Damn. That does hit. Uh, and you swing. Well, tell me what you do here in the wall here. Oh, it's, it's, it's a, he's going for the classic Braden skewer, so. You aim to skewer, but ju- just as you do, and you do slash and do all the damage, but it uses an uncanny dodge <laughs> and crashes back through the wall. Uh, Braden, roll a D100. <laughs> yeah, 67. <laughs> um, the evil laugh. Uh, you hear a whisper. Kill them. I'm thirsty. Oh, Kill the rats. Kill them And look down to notice it's coming from Night Silencer. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yes, my dark companion. Your <laughs> thirst must be quenched. Mizra, you see a were-rat come crashing through the wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hit it with a... My bow. Bow for bow. Great, hit me. 14 to hit and four piercing damage. Uh, yes, you skewer this guy through Hell yeah. the shoulder. And he looks basically as close to death as is possible. <laughs> um, as he drops to his knees and raises his hands and says, Enough! Where are you coming from? A place of vulnerability. They're keeping me up all night. I don't like it. Stop, stop. Just leave. Leave this house. Leave the walls. Let me be. I, I will. I'll leave right now. You'll never see me again. Oh, my God. Can I? Uh, She's over this rat. You can come out now, Brayden. Oh, fan. I see. Brayden, Brayden does, in fact, come out. Uh, menacingly out of the shadows of this uh, of this hole in the wall. Now, a very old friend of mine has asked me to spill your blood. As Braden holds Night Silencer up, give me some good reasons why I should make an intimidation check for me. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a twenty-four. The were rat looks at you desperately and says. Haven't you already taken enough from me? As he shifts out of his were-rat form, the fur receding, but the wild look remaining in his eyes, his hairy feet in the open air and the tradition of halflings, and before you stands Dasher Snow Beetle. Of Snow Beetle Farms. <laughs> this large family of halflings has been a thorn in your side since you came to Waterdeep, even though their wine is obviously inferior to yours. <laughs> they are always outselling you in all but the most luxurious markets. And with the economy the way it is, people are turning to cheaper wine, their wine, to slake their thirst for culture with an inexpensive lie. Ooh, Raiden Stabiner. I should have known you were behind this. <laughs> oh, 
Dasher, wasn't it? Oh, I remember when you hardly came up to my ankles. How is the mother? Terrible. Our sales are through the toilet in the upper crust demographic. <laughs> and our wines have withered as your farm expands and your damn area of effect takes place. Indeed, and, uh... How is your relationship with your mother these days, the matriarch of the uh, Snow Beetle clan? She is fond of you, Dasher? No. She says I am not to return until I have done something about this <laughs> terrible vampire. But sure, surely, surely deep within her heart, she harbors a great love for you and uh, would not want you to be uh, dead or ghost inside the tavern forever. I would like to think that, yes. <laughs> Very good. Misra, if you would secure the hostage, I believe that I have just had quite a positive development in my relationship with the Snow Beetles and believe I may be able to extract some benefit from our little pest. <laughs> so you know, you know, you know the rats. This is from you. This is your fault? Oh, I should have known. You see? Misra, as my bodyguard, you should know I have many enemies. I cannot do my bodyguarding job if your enemies keep me up at night. So please do tend to That is to literally think... your bodyguarding job. <laughs> but yes, I will I will endeavor to make sure that we, uh, we are able to get a little bit more sleep when it is appropriate for us to be sleeping. So... The first step in doing so is uh, securing this uh, this little man. So, tie him up. You got it. <laughs> I tie him up. Make him away, toys. This, you, you see, this is exactly it. It was my thinking, Lord Brayden, that if you got mercenaries, I should get mercenaries of my own. And I don't go around killing your people. Yes, it would be very difficult for you to do so. My people are extremely capable. These ones that you got are not so much. So not all of your clan are terrible vermin creatures. It is only you and these mercenaries that you have hired, this coven of shifter creatures. Uh, yes, no, we are all upstanding people, <laughs> Stabiner. Well, I, I mean, you are night creatures, the same as I am, really. If you think about it, we're not so different, you and I. Except I'm, like, way better at it. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a 20. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I he looks he looks thoughtful for a moment, and he says, "I suppose when the chips are down, we did rely on the same tactics, did we not?" Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just super better at it. Yeah. Yes, we have yeah, done the you're... same thing, the two of us. Uh, Perhaps one day we can be friends in the future. What? Instead of using dead things to attack each other. Mr. Mr. Snow Beetle, was it? Um, maybe we can come to some kind of understanding. It seems that you have had some trouble with uh, Lord Sabiner in the past, based on your uh, competing wine sales. But how about, in exchange for you no longer disturbing the peace in our place of residence, maybe we can maybe we can settle this. So we are to turn this establishment into something grander, something that the alley will appreciate. Now, being that Lord Sabiner will reside here 
partially. We do intend to serve his wine, primarily. But if there are some folks that would like a different variety... Some people of less discerning taste. Perhaps we can come to some sort of agreement where we serve your wine here. In exchange for a small fee, of course, we are still a business and we do have monetary and financial needs. I mean, the place is a wreck and you certainly didn't help, but maybe we can come to some sort of mutual understanding. Make a persuasion check with advantage. 22. This might be a good location for distribution. It's certainly better than dying here and being thrown in a gross fire like my sister was. And then perhaps your mother will approve of you, finally. I think you are correct. You know how to hire them, Lord Brayden. That much can be said. Yes, apparently this was quite shrewd, Misra. I'm surprised I didn't know you were such a businesswoman. I have my times. I will call my people off and tell them to stop provoking the ghost inside of your manor by sabotaging it from inside the walls. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I would I would appreciate that. Very well, then perhaps we will not tie you up and use you as a hostage now, but <laughs> do know, Dasher, that if you should ever cross me again, I will not hesitate to kill you. Please leave, and we'll have our people contact your people. Yes, Grafen's people will be in touch. We know where to find you. It's no longer in the walls, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, except for this one last time, and he dives under the wall. <laughs> but as that happens, you hear the trap door Ooh. open. Yes. You, shall we go check that out? Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's go, let's go check out that uh, that trap door. See what see what's up. Froon, you can come out now. The rats are gone. Oh, yes, Inspector! <laughs> uh, I don't know how much of that dramatic conclusion you were privy to. Presumably all of it. There's a giant hole in this wall. It's, <laughs> it's not like not like you were plugging your ears, hopefully. Uh, but uh, the vermin problem, you can cross that off the list. Totally resolved. Uh, you hear nothing. Should you... Okay, it's... Did we go get that guy? I poked my head around the corner. Hey, Inspector, what are you doing? We did it. It's done. You see a pair of mutton chops on the ground, <laughs> as well as something shiny. It was a fraud. Uh, what is? Get the shiny. The, the <laughs> I'll inspect the shiny thing. You pick up the shiny badge. It was some sort of like rickety looking badge for the order of innkeepers. But Brayden, that's not what they're called. They're called the Fellowship of Innkeepers. Oh. <laughs> and as you hold the badge, you see it sort of slump out like melting clay. <laughs> and it seems to take whatever shape it might need to take. <laughs> oh. Uh, Brayden is going to think real hard about the Equinox Garden uh, logo, uh, which is like a finger holding up a dagger with like a little drop of blood coming out. And on one side is day and on the other side is night. The badge transforms into a kind of amateur version of that thing you <laughs> described. <laughs> oh, fascinating. I'll, uh... Hey, Misra. Yes? Check this out. I've got a little bit of psychic clay. Oh? Yes, uh, the, uh, the fraudster who is pretending to be the inspector, and we totally 
totally fell for it, to be completely honest. Well, this badge that he was using was, in fact, uh, made of psychic Listen, clay. you're the Check one who out. wanted to do the big reveal in the library. I have not I dealt know. with inspectors <laughs> before. Look, it was fun. I had a good time. Yeah. I live underground. How was I supposed to know? Right. No, yeah, I get it. No problem. I mean, I, the great and brilliant Braden's demeanor, was taken in by the charlatan. Mm. And he had a magical assistance in the form of this... Uh, Piece of psychic clay. So here you go, and uh, think real hard about the city watch's badges, and look at it and see what happens. Okay, I do that. Uh, the clay jiggles and forms into the gold-bordered shield with the purple and blue reflected moon of the city watch, and it looks okay. It looks okay. Yes, I, maybe <laughs> these wonders are commonplace in the Underdark, uh, but. I, I would like for you to have this gift. Uh, you know, it might come in handy later if we uh, if you ever need to provide credentials of some sort. Mm. So go ahead and add that to your inventory. Psychic <laughs> Clay. I appreciate this. Love that um, name. It's going to be called Psychic Clay now. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you guys want to check out this cellar or whatever? Yeah. Yes, let's have a look at the uh, this, uh, this trap door that we probably should seal forever. But let's take a look. You open the trap door. Inside, you see a small staircase, and as you descend it, you see a small, humble bedroom. None of the other buildings at the manor seem very lived in, but this one, the smallest one, is very uh, sentimentally adorned. Aww. You see pictures on the wall, like little sketches, of uh, what looks like various customers and parties from throughout the years. That same half-elf from the picture of stairs with his arm around that guy looking jolly. You see even a young version of Emic Froon with no mutton chops or mustache or anything <laughs> like that. And you see bookshelves and loose books. And you see that there are vines and tree roots growing through that must be from the garden outside and they've almost completely wrapped up the entire room yeah. and at the end of the room you see a bed with a skeleton in it this one skeleton who is wearing a loose robe i guess he's a skeleton so it's very loose <laughs> and um it's it's holding a pencil and there's a sketchbook in its lap and the paper is curled and yellow with age and you look at this brittle paper and you see you, Nizra. Oh, shit. And Brayden and Blitz and Zig all grouped together and looking confused as if they've just heard something over their shoulder and they're trying to find the source of the sound. <laughs> it appears the ghost has been sketching you all <laughs> this whole time as its new guests and residents of Trollskull Manor. Aww. As you see, for a brief moment, a half-elf spirit standing at the door with a pencil in its hand smiles at you, as this must be Leaf, the former owner. When you finish that drawing, um, put it in the attic. I'd like to hang it up. Leaf nods. I am moved at the sight of a undead person who is sleeping on their native soil. I, uh, I would like to preserve this room in just the way that it is 
Unless there are any improvements that you desire, I believe we shall seal it here and allow it to be just for you. How does that sound, Leaf? Leaf nods and smiles. And he raises the pencil in the air and does a little bow. And uh, suddenly you see that the vines in the back of the room begin crawling on the walls and ceiling, heading towards the staircase. Cool. As though it's uh, in the process of sealing itself up. And maybe you should get out of here. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Time to go. Okay. <laughs> the roots uh, weave and knot together, sealing off the room for good. And uh, right before your eyes, the cellar door fades away. Cool. Leaving it as if it was never there to begin with. And as you turn back to face the bar... The dust and cobwebs and zombies and spirit bartenders and all that stuff <laughs> disappears forever. And the room is the way that you remember, except Braden, your coffin, is finally where it is supposed to be. Yay! Very good. I believe we have come to an understanding with our our tenant, shall we say. Oh, I did not want to move that again. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> This has been Abandoned Quest, a production of Sea Monsters Etc. Featuring Mike Allen as Breeden Stabiner, Janelle Irene Lawson as Blitz Avianosets, Sarah Nagel as Zig, and Carlina Manzi as Misra Tiston. Original theme music by Totally Futuristic, who you can find on Instagram at Totally Futuristic. Character and album illustration by Jem, who you can find on Instagram at MadeFetish. This episode was edited by Donnie Knowles and Mike Allen. Special thanks to our patrons, Andrew Perez, Ryan Bowling, Jonathan Schwartz, MC Allen, Kiki Wilbur, and Maximilian Mycroft Meath. Speaking of Patreon, the first in our series of tutorials for Roll20 is now available to our patrons and came in at over an hour long, so hop on over to learn all about macros, dynamic lighting, API do's and don'ts, and making your tokens feel a little bit more like minis. Also on Patreon, the custom battle maps used in this episode, created online with Incarnate. If you haven't used Incarnate, it has completely changed the way we play here on Abandoned Quest, and they are not a sponsor, I'm just a huge fan. And on that note, I just want to shout out Tabletop Audio once again. Really could not do this without them. They also took my comment suggestion to make ambience for Waterdeep at night, so we're basically collaborators. Also, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft came out today, which is definitely why we did a super spooky episode for sure, so go pick that up at your local game store. This has been your Dungeon Master, Donnie Knowles, and, as always, from all of us at Abandoned Quest, don't give up. <laughs> <laughs>